Stieber a 16-oson belül, lövés, gól! Gól! Eldönt a Germany 2004, Italy 2007, Sweden 2011, Turkey 2012, Norway 2015, Austria 2016. Hungary have had some memorable wins over the last 20 years, but how does this one rank, I wonder? Off the back of a 2-0 loss to Slovakia, low on confidence, qualification already hanging by the balance, and up against the World Cup runners-up, Hungary last night produced a performance for the ages to not only beat Croatia, but to deservedly beat them too. Welcome to the Hungarian Football Podcast, where for once we're actually going to have a degree of optimism resonating in our voice. Chris Barrett is here again. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hello, everybody. Before we start, I know you love your stats, Chris, so let me hit you with a couple here. These are via Gergay Marozzi on Twitter. Since the FIFA rankings were introduced in 1992, last night was only the third time Hungary have beaten a top 10 team in a competitive game. Austria in 2016 and Sweden in 1995, but none of them were ranked as highly as Croatia were last night at number four. And last night was the first time since 1966 that Hungary have beaten a team in a competitive game who made it to the last final, and that was Brazil in the 1966 World Cup quarterfinal. So, Chris, how special was last night? It was pretty special. It went exactly the way we thought, didn't it? <laughs> we, we need to do stop um stop doing predictions on the show to be honest i i really i really think we're, we're the worst at it and the funny thing is is that i do a, a prediction um column for mv1 and um you know it's typically very 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 bad too but um <laughs> but yeah th- th- this was honestly we we looked at this from every angle we saw the the fact of what a what a two nil first game loss was going to do to them heading home playing the silver medalists of the world cup um who had just come back and beat azerbaijan we thought oh my gosh look at the midfield what's going to happen look at look at how we played everything was pointing to a disaster and really honestly in the first 20 minutes or so it just confirmed our suspicions didn't it they went down and we're like oh my goodness this this could get bad and it all changed and it was special. I mean, it was it was almost, dare I say, magical in a sense that all the cards were pointing one direction and it just exploded in the other direction to where they could have almost won comfortably. And they yeah. probably should have um, towards the end. But uh, but yeah, um, there's there's a few instances I'm sure we'll get into it that I think really changed the game. Um, and um, but yeah, when when it comes to special nights that game was really one of them and it was really awesome to watch yeah like you say um it it could have been comfortable in the end i think that was the most pleasing thing for me and and what made it kind of i don't know weirdly weirdly uh anticlimactic Uh, uh, i i i i I don't really know why but it, it kind of felt comfortable like too easy like we're not supposed to be kind of beating teams like that like that way like why why didn't we get any luck in that game we didn't have any luck it was just it was just brilliance the reason why we won it was all completely 100% deserved um Zolt Colmar 
I can't believe he didn't score that chance. And then kind of the rebound and, and Pat yeah, Kai being there. It's just crazy. And 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 it wasn't Hungary getting that look to to keep out Croatia. It was Croatia getting that look to keep out to keep out us. And right. it just felt it felt so weird. It like <laughs> like I don't know. It was it was very it was a very strange night and 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 I can't remember. I don't think Gulachi made a save. They had two shots on target last night. How crazy is that against the World Cup World Cup runners up, four in the world, um, who obviously beat beat Argentina in the World Cup. They beat England in the World Cup. They've got the Ballon d'Or winner there. It was especially after us talking about how poorly their defense looked against Slovakia. Mm. Um, to to see them have that kind of 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 a performance in front of Gulach. Glassy, that that was just to me again. That was that magical thing. What what was it? You know, what was it? Was it really um, Corey being out of that? It was changing from a back five ish to a back four, uh, balancing the the middle a little bit. I mean, really, what 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 was it to you, Tom, when you look at that and say, what did they do differently? Was it the fact that they were playing at home? I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that had some something to do with it, but what do you think was the main thing that kept them really off the door? Because uh, that one goal early on, that was poor defending. Obviously, everyone yeah. had been drawn to that side. There, nobody was marking um, uh, Rebic, and so it was like that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably a few reasons for it. Um, I said the other day that I don't see any spine or bite to this team, and mm-hmm. and they completely proved me wrong last night like there was so much so much aggression so much personality from from pretty much every player out there and 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 that way the way they kind of stepped up in that res- um, respect i think which obviously helped like when they won one nil down i said the other day that we completely lost our composure last night we didn't mm-hmm. at all and maybe they spoke about that maybe they they spoke about how we need to remain calm by um remain calm if we if things do turn against us and and they definitely did that but um i and obviously you just spoke about the uh, five at the back thing i definitely think that that helped 100 percent um i think uh, and rossi spoke about it before the game he said that we weren't prepared to play the five at the back against slovakia and he only found that Mm. out post-match and you, you you could tell really and so to go to a back four where everyone kind of feels comfortable playing in that position uh in that in that kind of formation i think I think that definitely helped too. Um, the way that the, um, Slovakia got behind us with the kind of slide rule passes getting in, they got in behind us multiple times. Croatia, uh, I can't remember them getting in behind us at all after the goal. I really can't. Um, yeah. I, I remember Kramaric had, had a chance right at the end where they got in behind, but he was offside. Um, I can't remember anything else. And it was the defence, the defence to me defended very narrow. Um, and Kadar is is a um, is a centre half by trade. He's played at left back obviously before, mm-hmm. but he he kind of defended narrow. So that gap that was there between Korhut and Kadar in the five was just mm-hmm. non-existent. And obviously, it helps not playing someone like Korhut in defence because he can't defend. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit of all three. I think it's a bit of mentality. I can't. I don't think we should dismiss the mentality change and and how focused we were how aggressive we were how composed we were 
Um, and I, and I th- the personnel change obviously is a difference as well. And I think obviously the formation as well. I think it was a combination of the three um, and everything worked perfectly. And also, I, I think we should mention Potkai obviously scored the winning goal, but mm. he was magnificent as well. And he, he, he's, he was a player that was needed in that Slovakia game. A bit of bite in that midfield. Um, mm. Defensive, defense, knows how to play uh, the defensive role. Has discipline, which Kleinheiser doesn't have. Um, and and he was uh, he was magnificent. Like I barely saw Rakitic in that game. Like how like Modric took the game by the scuff of the net in the neck in the second half, but mm-hmm. Rakitic didn't at all. Like Rakitic was missing, and I think that that has mm-hmm. got a lot to do with that our midfield. Adam Nodge was also magnificent, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I think Patkai. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was a it was a performance for the ages. Like I said in the intro. Yeah, really was. I, I I agree with you with the 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 spine really needing to um, to get stronger. Pat uh, Kai was great, and he did add that. I also think Barat um, coming from Sporting Kansas City. I mean, he um, it looked a little shaky early on, but he he was also fairly aggressive. There's there was a at the very end of the first half when we were just beginning to kind of um, take control. I, I almost hate saying that because you don't really think of Hungary taking control of a, a match against Croatia but we the, the the impetus was definitely behind Hungary at that point mm-hmm. and there was a, a corner and uh you know Barat goes running against the keeper um and just shoves him away you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right before the final whistle and I thought yeah exactly that's what that's what we need you know and it was brought in there with with that that little bit of aggression and I thought man if they can just carry that into the second half and boy little did we know you know that they were going to really um uh uh just put their boot heels down on him that was really a lot of fun to watch for sure but um yeah yeah i completely i completely agree that's what we spoke about the other day we spoke about with with there's, there's, there's no one horrible in the team apart from Zola. like we need we need we don't we shouldn't go out and be so respectful to our opponents i mean i know it's a bit of an english thing to say but it, you need to be nasty and 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 by admiring someone like Modric in that game and Rakitic in that game on um, and and players like Lovren as well um mm-hmm. yes last night if we if we did that and we'd just get rolled over we need to be nasty with them like stand up to these players i mean they may be world class but well Lovren isn't but the other two are um <laughs> They may be world class, but we need to stand up to them. We need to have personality on the pitch, and we need that nastiness. And yeah, like you say, Barat was class last night. He he started off poorly because um, it was I think it was Kramerich got on the end of um, his air. Yeah. Uh, the ball came across, and he kind of air air kicked it, and um, Kramerich had a decent chance. But he he soon kind of uh, found his way into the game. He was a monster in the air all night. Um, I think I think it was uh, Jenky Fotsy on on Twitter posted that he. Um, uh, he won six out of six for aerial battles, which is, yeah, he was just a monster last night. And I think he was sorely missed. Um, I know he's barely played a game for Hungary, really, but he was sorely missed in the game on Thursday night. And if he'd have been um, playing in that back four instead of Korhu, then who knows what that what result that could have been. I thought he was excellent. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I think the only player maybe who. He was a little bit disappointing. Was was Sobosai, but he was only he's only eighteen. He, uh, he was playing in a difficult position um, as a ten. Um, I know that was exciting for you to see his name 
come up though on the starting 11 wasn't it yeah it proper was yeah and I, I i i don't know i mean i'm not i'm not slaying him at all i just thought he was a bit quiet um but very difficult position to play in um in a, in a game like that jesus christ against that midfield um mm-hmm. yeah um but, but that was really he showed, a surprise he showed yeah, glimpses. sorry he showed glimpses and he was good yeah i think he was a surprise too i'm surprised he went with that yeah, me too. I, I when I saw the name, I thought this is this is like football manager. You know what's happening yeah. here, and you know trying to give this young young kid some experience. But quite honestly, you know what we were saying after the Slovakia game was, you know this is this is it. Um, you know, no one. I don't think anyone was really expecting Hungary to win that game. And why not put that kid in that kind of um, a crucible? just to get the experience? Okay, I get that. You know, if you're expecting, mm-hmm. you're going to lose. But I mean it's almost as if Rossi knew something we didn't. And um, he was rightly subbed out, I think about midway through the second half. And that's when uh, Kalmar came in um, for him. And um, that was, that was also also a good move. But um, I mean, imagine the amount of confidence to say he started that, that match he played um, when he left it, they weren't losing. It was one, one, you know, that he he was a part of that. That's got to do wonders for his confidence and his future ability. You think? Yeah, massively. Um, and and I think I think maybe he would probably be a little bit disappointed, just just because uh, he didn't make as much of an impact on the game. He he's used to having massive impacts on games, even for RB Salzburg first team. Um, so I'm sure he'd be a little bit disappointed with his performance. But like, I'm no, no I'm not have, I'm not slating him whatsoever. I'm just saying he was a little bit quiet. And I think I think the rest of the ten. We're, we're truly magnificent. We spoke about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Lovren Chichu's quality. Kadar was very solid. Mm-hmm. Orban, I don't know. He's going to develop into something special, I think, for Hungary. Um, but Barat, Orban and Gal- Barat, Galaxia, I mean, they they have they have a, an understanding, and I think that yeah. helps. Yeah, you know, just because both playing for Leipzig, and um, you know, and the, the like you said, the longer they play together, um, both nationally, I mean, uh, club and, and international, I think it's going to it's just going to, you know, it's going to be better for the whole, whole back, back four plus the keeper. And, um, you know, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And look, and look, <laughs> looking at the back four last night, like, it, I don't see a reason why that won't be the back four every week going forward. Now, I mean, I don't think Kadar is the, he's the most natural left back in the world, but he no. is, he's, he's decent there. Um, he's, he's solid enough and you get the, with Lovrencic on the other side, you get kind of that attacking impetus. Whereas with mm-hmm. Kadar, he's more of a solid left back. And then Barat, Barat looks, looks quality to me. I, I saw him play for Sporting Kansas City. I think it was last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, or um, and he was he looked really good then as well. He's very good on the ball as well, actually. Um, and and Orban, I, I don't see why that back five, including Galacci, is not going to be the the uh, the back five throughout the whole campaign and and is that if they stick together then they're just going to get better and better i i imagine um i yeah, hope I, he sticks with the back four maybe he wants to go to the back five if he's comfortable uh, rossi's comfortable with that where he's played it before but i don't see why so i don't I, know why you would um i, I don't want to say waste but you've got someone who's such a good two-way player like lovrensix and i think that you know um when you play that back five you kind of expect or don't expect him to come back and defend as much because you have three in the center covering and they can, you know, they can, they can cover a little bit better, but he's just so good. You know, he's got the bite. He's got, uh, 
um, the stamina. He's got the pace. He's he's strong. You know, he could put in a good cross. And it's like, why why would you waste that? You know, when you can play that um, that third central midfielder or whatever, another forward. Um, but you're right. I think it did work out well. I think Rossi's um, uh, little changes or big changes really really did make a difference. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into what I think is probably was probably the turning point. You can agree or disagree or, you know, trash this or edit it. I don't care. But, <laughs> um, it was, it was in 30th minute when uh, Barisic went out for Croatia. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel like Hungary was getting a whole lot of purchase in their attack at all. But once he left and they brought in that, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name? Leovic. Um, I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember if I had ever seen him before on the, on the left at back. And it just, I felt like they just kept hitting that side, you know? And, um, and it was, it was right about, it was right about then that um, uh, I think it was only four minutes afterwards that, that Salai scored the, the equalizer and it's, and that was it for them. You know, they, I felt like they were kind of on their heels to the end of the half and, um, and uh, Barisic was the one that scored the tying goal against Azerbaijan. I mean, I feel like he was in form. I feel like he was kind of thwarting everything that we were throwing down that our right, their left. And and once he was gone, it was like, you know, no holds barred. Let's mm. that, That's the weak point. Let's go. And they did. And I thought that was a little bit of brilliance, too, from the tacticians who said, let's let's exploit that. And and, and I think that leads us on to Balas Jujak, who was on that side. He was just magnificent last night. I, I mean, I'm I'm far from his biggest fan. I think he's had a, a very good international career, in fairness to him. But we spoke about him the other day, just have no having no composure and shooting from everywhere. But last night, he he was unplayable at times. Like mm-hmm. just you know um, when. Dominic Nudge got brought down by Lovren and, and had to go off. Um, yeah, yeah. Just before that, when Jujak beat about four men, it's like, Jesus, 21-year-old Jujak is back. He's going to be moving Someone to said... Atletico Madrid or Juventus next. <laughs> Someone had mentioned about the, the sprint. Um, oh, my God, yeah. Done. And that was so funny, man, because it was like, yeah, what is – you said, you said in the Slovakia game that he was like a player playing – you know, on speed or, you know, yeah. caffeinated or something like that. But yeah, the difference between the Slovakia game was he was, he was aimless and mm. here he was, um, uh, inspirational almost in a way, yeah. you know, um, completely different aura about him. Whereas the first game, he just seemed so chaotic in this game. Um, it's like everything was centered around him for at least a time, you know, yeah. he was just magnificent. And, and, and the pass for Zola's goal was quality. Like, um, he obviously set up Potkai's goal as well. There was right. so much more to it, though. Like, it, I, we don't have that many players who who can beat a man and then find the and play the right ball, like cutting edge ball. Like Istvan Kovac is is very good at taking on players, but his end product is is less to be desired. And he's, he's he obviously plays in the Hungarian league, whereas Dujak is of is a, is a very very good player. He's a quality player. There's no there's there's, there's uh, that's why he was always linked to big clubs and and he's a big game player as well and and he showed it last night i mean i, I personally thought he might be past it now I've, I've seen him play a few times in in uae since he moved back uh to that al hit he had um right. uh, from alvada and he's just looked terrible but last night 
he was just class. He looked exactly the same as he's always looked. A little bit, a little bit of that pace has been lost, but he's 32 and and I think a lot of people thought maybe his time in the international at the international stage is is, is up. Um, but last night he showed it clearly wasn't. Um, but though, another player who's been criticised massively, Adam Zolai. How good was he last night? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was very good, and um, you know, again, we're 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 watching this team come together, um, and I think what we we need to be really careful with, and I think um, Gergo Morosi also mentioned this as well, is I think we saw the worst of them and the best of them over the past couple of days, um, and you know, to think that are are they as good as they were on Sunday, or are they as bad as they were on Thursday? It's probably somewhere in between. You know, um, but but, you know, I mean, I, I feel like we saw some really good um, performances for, from some players. And I think some players still have some some stinkers in them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sally looked good. I thought he looked good against Slovakia. You know, yeah, I mean, I honestly, he 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 had that chance that volley um, that, that could have changed that game as well. And and, um, you know, he definitely has a nose for goal. And mm-hmm. um, if he's our striker, that's going to stay up front uh, for this whole campaign. I'm not going to kick him out for that. You know, he's, he put in a really good effort and I think, I think he could be um, the guy that carries us there, but um, we'll have to see if he remains consistent. Uh, Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people's criticism with him is that he just looks so bad at times. His first touch at times can be terrible. Sorry. And, and, he kind of, he can't really beat a man. And sometimes he, he holds onto it a bit too long, but He's a first-class striker, and it's, 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 there's no, it's no wonder that he's played over 200 or whatever, have 300 games in the Bundesliga. He, he's he's first-class. Um, sure, he might not be the fin- um, might not have it all, but but he's he's by far the best we've got. And tactically, he's he's excellent. Defensively, he's excellent. He works like a Trojan, um, and and it, like you say, he's got he's always got an eye for a goal. Uh, let me just hit you with this quote that he said after um, after the game against Slovakia. He, he's a bit of a, um, a controversial character, but this is what this is what he said after the Slovakia game. Um, it's quite a long one, so bear with. He said uh, he was he was pissed at the time of saying this as well. So um, he said, "Our defence is depressing. Well, the whole team is. We had a plan. The first goal is depressing. There's no point talking about the Euros. You can't defend like this as a team." I mean, this actually feels like it was on our pod the other day, but it's actually so like speaking. Um, there is no point comparing the worth of individual players between the two sides. What you have to concentrate on is the tactical preparedness between us and them. I don't think we have enough time. I've, obviously, we didn't train together for weeks, but other teams have the same amount of time. It's an important factor where the clubs are playing, uh, where the players are playing. The Slovakians had three days to prepare, but they can execute tactics and plans in a way that works if we agree on something before the game and it works 42 for 40 minutes <clears throat> you can do what a 30 second long blackout can do it doesn't work what we think three people can press in the front of the front seven is pressing at the bat and that's not enough we conceded the first goal while we had nine of our players in the penalty area this is disappointing i don't even mm-hmm. want to get into our offensive play it's the same as the defense and you could see the difference between the two teams in each aspect which is very very damning after yeah. after marco rossi's and it's it's kind of undermining marco rossi in a bit but yeah even uh, a little disrespected it, it you know for 
it's almost as if he's taking none of the responsibility and, and you don't want that as, as your leader. And it's a good thing he's not captain, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I guess you and I as supporters, fans of, of, of the Hungarian national team can go, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah. But you don't, you don't want that voice in the, in the dressing room, no, you know? No. Um, but imagine yeah. how the other players kind of feel about that. Like that's it. it. You, and, and and especially, I thought he did well. I agree with you. I thought he did well against Slovakia, but he wasn't. He wasn't like infallible. He wasn't like Mm-mm. perfect himself. So no, but he's not that. He's not that all-around type of player, like you said, and somebody else said too that he just seemed a little slow. Um, you know, first touch not as great, but he gets a yard of space, and I I I would tap him for for scoring most of the time. You know, mm-hmm. in in a good position. Right. Yeah. And that's what you want from a, a, an out and out striker up front. Um, I, I also had to think, too, that his his teammate on the other side of the ball, um, you know, last night where where he scores and, and Kramerich doesn't, um, you know, that that also has to has to be fun for him to go back to. The club yeah, that's that true. Yeah. And Can say, hey, guess what? <laughs> we won. You didn't. <laughs> How about you start me now or something, you know, but I mean, yeah, yeah, let him go back with a little more confidence and say, look what I've done, you know, and, and um, he's got a point, too, that it's it's hard when you've got players that are playing in in different lower level leagues to come in and try to get that cohesion where you've got guys that a very high level of cohesion on very high level teams that can come together and, you know, things come together quite naturally because, you know, they're, they're playing at that level. I think he's got a point there, but again, the voice is important. I think you lead from above and if you're going to have that voice and you're going to be quotable like he is, because the player he is on that team, I think you've got to, you've got to remain positive. I mean, hell, it was one game, you know, and it was a bad game, but, you know, it's still the beginning of the campaign. Yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought he did have a point. Like, obviously, it's, it almost mirrors exactly what we were saying. But uh, I think, um, I, I don't know. I, I'd bite my tongue. I think he should bite his tongue. But hey ho. <laughs> um, should we get into a few questions? Um, yeah, got some good ones. Well, this is one on Croatia. It's from Gabby, who we did ask on the show, but he's turned us down again. He's I feel too like cool for us. We yeah. love you, Gab, but yeah, you know, I understand that you've got all sorts of really more important and popular things to do. So you keep he's, going, man. He's like um, if Tinder was a real person, just keep getting turned <laughs> down over and over again. <laughs> um, he said, was Croatia's World Cup performance their peak as a nation and they know they're in decline, hence the two performances so far in qualifying? Oof, good question. You take it first, Chrissy. man i don't know i I mean they definitely have the talent you know and gosh i just feel like top 20 teams in the world it's just such a fine line you know um and it i think a lot of it has to do with um just the right chemistry the right timing the right bit of luck right i mean you look at some of this stuff we were talking about a 3-1 3-0 defeat for hungary and they end up winning two to one could have won three to one um you know i mean it's like um it, it could happen to anybody and i don't know if this has to do with them being on decline i just think this has to do with the fact that maybe it's a mindset thing you know hey we reached the top this is going to be easy we're we're playing azerbaijan and hungary to start off our and maybe they just came in thinking, you know, let's just uh, we can go in on cruise control. And 
I, you would think that Azerbaijan would have been a little bit of a wake-up call, and then they get a comfortable lead early against Hungary and maybe maybe take their foot off the pedal a little bit and get surprised. I think it happens to the best of teams, and I, I don't think it's it's over for them. I think they still have too much talent, and I think they've got plenty of time to beat some of these teams and still qualify and probably still make a pretty good run. Yeah, I think you summed it up really well. Um, I think Hungary suffered a little bit... Um, after their high of your 2016 <clears throat> and then going away to Faroe Islands and we drew nil nil after our, our last game was against Belgium in the Euros and the game before that was that obviously that amazing Portugal game, Austria, um, Iceland as well. We kind of suffered kind of having trying to motivate ourselves again. And I, I think probably Croatia trying to of kind of following the same kind of path. Um, after, after having getting to the World Cup final, Every game for, for your nation isn't isn't going to feel anywhere near as important. It's going to be hard, like you say, the mindset wise. It's going to be hard to motivate yourself for for games like Azerbaijan and and Hungary and and sure um, qualifications on the line and, and and stuff. But it doesn't feel very real at this moment. Two games in, it's it's just hard. I think for the, the players are human beings. I think it's. I think it's just hard to kind of lift yourself for these sort of games, um, and and they're not kind of the team like uh, I guess England are now, um, Germany, Spain, where they have like these indiv- uh, and Portugal, where they have kind of have these individual players who can just bail them out of trouble. Modric is is a little bit like that. He can do it at times, but he's not a Ronaldo. He's not a Harry Kane. He's not a Gareth Bale even. Um, or I don't know, Leroy Sane, someone like that who can can just conjure something more often than not and just bail you out of trouble. Croatia don't really have that. They're a team, and if they don't perform to their best, I think I think they just dip dip a, a, a little bit under, and then you, you can frustrate them. You can beat them. Um, the, their best players lie in midfield, and and maybe arguably at the back, and. Obviously, Kramaric and Perisic are decent players, but they're not as at the same level as as the Kovacic, the Brozovic, um, the Modric, the Rakitic. Um, right. So I think I, I don't think they're on decline. I just think they maybe they may be just suffering a little bit mentality-wise. I'm sure I'm sure they'll qualify through our group. I mean, 100 certain they will, um, and and I, I'm sure they put up a good showing at the Euros as well. To be fair, um, yeah, agreed. We'll probably beat him in Zagreb anyway. <laughs> yeah, hope springs eternal. Um, this is from Paul Trezo. I'm getting a football writer. Hello, um, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> is the Croatia win something to build on for the future? What was the difference in the team? Is the start 11 the one to go with from here on out? Um, I'll go first this time. Um, is the Croatia win something to build on? Um, yeah, obviously, one hundred percent. It it can't be uh, something we look back on at the end of this campaign and just go, "Oh, that was great," but we finished fourth in the group. Um, we last next time out, we drew to Azerbaijan, and then our chances were blown. We've literally got we've got to build on this. We can't just take it as a 
as a one-off and just go, oh yeah, we had that great moment. We can actually play really well. We need to prove it that we can play play well all the time. As a, that Azerbaijan game is massive in my opinion. We haven't won since um, away since October 2016. Uh, that was to Latvia. That's got to change. That has got to change in Baku. Azerbaijan aren't a horrendous team. It's not going to be easy, but it has to change. We have to win that game. Uh, what was the difference in the team? I think we spoke about that. The formation, mentality, definitely different. Um, I hope that that's been a, a learning curve for our players and we actually do take that mentality going forward. Um, it's easy to take a shit mentality into Azerbaijan playing against a shit team. Uh, well, not shit, but <laughs> you what know what that? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a worse team. Uh, shit team in comparison to Croatia, to be fair. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we've we've got to we've got to just um, take it forward, like mm-hmm. I say. And is this starting eleven team to go on with? Um, yeah, probably. Um, mm. It's it's in June the next one, so I, I guess it depends how players like Soboslai do in it for RB Salzburg. Whether he does nail down a position, if he does, then surely just go with him again. Uh, Domin- I think it just it, it depends a little bit on form. I think there's some players who are going to be guaranteed to be in there, like Zolai. You Jack, I'd probably guarantee Puckai in there. I don't think it really matters how what his form's like. I think he's got the right mentality and the uh, discipline to play in that position. Mm-hmm. Nodge has to play. Nodge, Nodge has had an awful year at club club football, but he he just he's just class for us. And I think that back four, like I said, has to say the same as well. What do you think, Chris? Um, well, to, to answer the first part of the question, is this something to build on? Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at this now. We're right where we thought we'd be, right? Thought we might be able to get three points from Slovakia and maybe nothing from Croatia, and it just flip-flopped. So so we're not in a bad position. Uh, alarm bells don't have to go off. They would have if we lost. Um, but, uh, but yeah, most definitely. We're, we're kind of where we thought we should be, and uh, it didn't happen the way we thought it was going to be. But, I mean, um, it, there's a long time to the next game, and a lot of things can happen. Uh, this stuff will get forgotten very quickly so i think the mindset has i think that's that's part of the program to really keep them focused when they come back for their next training camp and um you know international weekend um that's going to be a big uh that's going to be a big job to get these guys to get back and get focused um and remind them what's at stake in baku um and then uh about the the team, I think, I think you're right. I think that the, the team looked really good, but I think that's the the kind of the genius of Rossi is that he looked at what needed to change and he changed it. Mm-hmm. And I'd hate to think that that anybody has a uh, even I'm even going to say even Salai up front. I think I think they all need to have this feeling like, let me prove to you that I'm the man for this job against this next opponent, and and let them really go in there with a with a a, a battling mentality of. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm putting my I'm, I'm putting my heart and soul on the line for this team. You know, I think that's what really brought Croatia together. They they didn't come in. They, you said they're a team. They don't have the, um, uh, you know, this this catalyst that that runs everything. It's run through one person. They were a family and they they brought that together and it, it produced a really magical run. I think Hungary is that kind of team that if they're going to be successful, that they have to know that. I may not play this game, you know, but I'm going to cheer on the sidelines and I'm going to do everything I can to keep this positive momentum and this positive players thinking that, you know, how, how do we have this 18 year old 
starting in front of me. I deserve blah, blah, blah. And it just it has to get beyond that and recognize that Rossi's doing something. You got to trust the manager and go with it, you know? And I think if they do that, they're going it, to, it's going to be good for them going forward. Yeah, I completely, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, um, the, yeah, there has got to be that kind of, I'm playing for my place as well. And, and if players start playing like well at club, at club level, so someone like Nemeth who, who started really well for Sporting Kansas City, couldn't even get off, couldn't even get off the bench in these two games. Um, like if he carries on the form, then and and Zolai dips a bit in the Azerbaijan game, bring Nemeth in, and then hopefully he can he can deliver really. So, um, yeah, um, I, I think that's a fair point about not not sticking to the same eleven every game, and 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 I guess maybe we need to be a bit more attacking against Azerbaijan, maybe not play two kind of holding midfielders, but uh, I guess we'll see. Um, were the five changes? This is from Richie Wolner. Um, were the five changes the reason for the gulf in performance between the two games? Um, I think we have touched on this a little bit at the start. Like I said before, I think it was the um, a combination of three things, the mentality, the personnel and the formation. What about you, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, I agree too. I think it was a good balance. I still think the um, uh, the injury to their left back and, and the coaching teams and uh, tactical minds that saw that and said, Hey, let's, let's, let's keep hitting that side. I think that was a big part of it too. Really did change the whole concept because again, I would have liked to have thought that um, just the changes were the thing, but we saw the first 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, even we didn't look that special and maybe it just took time for them to get into the game. But um, you know, I think, I think there were a couple other factors and one of them was the injury to their left back and um, you know, them kind of changing their tactical mindset a little bit. Uh, and then last one, this is from Peter Murphy. Um, he says, turning point or the same old one old one off? Um, you know, you can go for that one first. It's the same old one off. We won't see this again in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing my best Hungarian uh, pessimism there. It was did that, good, did huh? that come across okay? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Man, it's so hard to answer that question. Again, I think it comes down to who's in charge of these guys' mental mindset, you know. And uh, if if the program, if the if if the national team can can have somebody that stands up and really calls these guys into that mindset, I think it's going to help. You know, we saw two completely different teams, and a lot of it was based upon the their their mindset. I think is a big part of it. Um, and if if they can keep it, then sure, I think they can do they can do well. They could they might even be able to qualify. But if they don't, man, we, we're going to see some really bad things. And and Baku could be a, a, a massacre. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it could be a turning point. I think I think it, this result gives a lot of belief in the players in the process in Rossi's process. The players mm-hmm. are kind of looking at him now, like going. Uh, especially like the players who hadn't played under him, like Jujak and Zolai, who would have played under very good coaches at club level, um, they would maybe be looking at Rossi a bit like, well, this guy's only done it in Hungary and Slovakia. How good is he? Especially after the Slovakia result. Whereas this, that th- th- they kind of hopefully will now trust the process and, and trust, trust in Rossi a little bit more. So I think in that respect, it can be a good turning point. I think the problem is with a team like Hungary, 
we have we have a lot of players who obviously aren't of a of a world class quality, and they're always going to have individual mistakes in them. Um, we saw it with we saw it even with Orban in the first game where he he, he air kicked one and it went straight to Hamsik. We saw it with Barat at the start of the game. If 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 an individual quali- uh, individual uh, error costs a goal, then it, it doesn't really matter how how good you play. And 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 like in the first game, we at times we played really well, but then we concede to a sloppy goal because Kleinheiser doesn't close down his man. And 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 I think that's always going to be the problem with Hungary. Like it's nice to say, oh, it could be a turning point. It could easily be a turning point, like mentality-wise, tactically-wise. Sure, I think it will be. But in Azerbaijan, if we make Galachi's even made mistakes for us, and and he's 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 arguably our best player on paper at the least at the moment. Um, so I think that's always that fear. Football's like I said in the first part like, the other day. Football's a game of small margins, and and anything anything can literally happen which changes the course of history like we shouldn't have ever lost the 54 world cup final but we did and and that changed the course of history football doesn't kind of play by logical rules it it's so random it's so it's so unexplainable that i know i've taken this question a lot deeper than it should have done but it like hopefully we can kind of just trust in the process that's what i'm saying and 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 if if things do go wrong we don't kind of jump to silly conclusions and um we don't get on rossi's back we don't go on the players back like a little bit that we did after the croatia game uh after the slovakia game sorry like i did like zola i did and 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 hopefully rossi can kind of build something because that's what needs to happen after the time after the, what we've had since the Euros with Stork, with Leakins, now with Rossi, we need some stability. That is what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, results like this will hopefully take us on that stable road. But if we don't qualify for Euros, it, it's not the end of the world. It really shouldn't be the end of the world. I hope the MLS don't look at it like it, like it is the end of the world. I hope the fans don't look at it like it's the end of the world. I know it would be lovely to be there with Budapest holding a game, but... But we're not of a team who should be qualifying for every single tournament. We're a team that hopefully will be there or thereabouts by the end of the qualifying campaign. But looking at the teams in this group, Slovakia, Croatia, Wales, they're all better than Hungary on paper. So if if we are if we have a chance in going into that Wales game, I think that'll be. To, uh, uh, I think that has got to be Wales game's the last game of the group. I think that has got to be deemed as a success. Turning point. Hopefully it is, but football is too random for it to, this to be a turning point, especially with the with the team that we've got. Bloody hell. Okay. I wasn't sure where you're going with that last answer, you know, about the, <laughs> the history thing. I thought maybe you were saying if Hungary won the 1954 um, World Cup, then maybe, you know, we wouldn't even have the term Brexit or something. I thought maybe you were going to keep going, oh, you know, that man. it changed Imagine the entire... Imagine if I'd done that. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been so good. Might have I mean, ever you, had the Hungarian Revolution. You would have won Twitter, I think. Yeah, at that point, too. <laughs> oh, man. I could have sold Brexit just right there. Damn. Well, we, we wouldn't even have th- that term because you, it would have just eliminated all the bad things in the world. We wouldn't have the president we have in the United States. You know, right? yeah. all those things. Shit. So, 
Here, oh. I'm gonna get locked up and killed again. I'm telling you, yeah, I keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I think that's it. I think that, that's 45 minutes ish. Uh, the last one was probably too long. And now I'm five minutes. Who wants to listen to that long, that length? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all of all of we your, should be happy. We should be happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bl- bloody being a right pessimist right here. Tom, Tom, you're seriously though. This is this is your show. You do a great job, and you know, <laughs> people people want to hear you, man. You got to keep talking. <laughs> I'll put them to sleep. Maybe they do listen to. I, I listen to podcasts before I go to sleep, so <laughs> this is probably going on in someone else's dream right now. So so weird, man. <laughs> what was that what did you say i said i'm in a hysterical stage i don't know about you yeah well i mean you were still tweeting last night before you went to bed oh, you know gosh. about it oh yeah yeah it was just crazy though wasn't it like yeah it for sure bizarre How yeah could that I don't know. it did i think uh when, when we sent out the tweet for um who uh, who do you think will win it's our lowest ever uh, result with ho- people saying Hungary will win. I think it was like 10%. Like oh, usually, God. Usually because, obviously, we're a Hungarian football account. Loads of people just reply saying Hungary are going to win. But even even those arch optimists <laughs> were, still, um, were still very much pessimistic last night, which is incredible. Which just shows yeah. how crazy a result it was. Yeah, a lot uh, of people lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people were tweeting our account actually saying, fuck off. Hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was so funny. Even better. Yeah, I do too. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, cool, thanks for coming on this show first, mate. Yeah, sure thing, man. So, goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.